is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught! Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we are meeting the candidates, so I figured we would take a look at one of the guys that has been very buzzworthy this offseason. In fact, all six teams with coaching vacancies have asked to speak to this man. I'm speaking of Arthur Smith, who is the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. And to talk about him, I've got David Beauclair, who covers the Tennessee Titans for Sports Illustrated. David, thanks so much for coming on, man. Happy to be with you, Scott. How are you today? I'm doing well, although I have to tell you, this has been an exhausting process. I'm sure it's much more exhausting for the people that are interviewing for these jobs and the ones that are doing the interviewing. But for me, doing all these shows, it takes a lot of time and energy, but still it's something that needs to be done because you really need to know who is the best fit for this team. You go back and look at when everybody looked under the hood two years ago, so many people knew that Adam Gase was not the guy that should be chosen. So this time we're hoping that the Jets get it right and that we can give people as much information on these candidates. So I'm glad you could join me to talk about Arthur Smith. What an interesting guy he is just from a background standpoint. His father is one of the richest men in America, founder, CEO of FedEx. So he's somebody that very easily could have just gone into the family business and made a fortune, but he must have a real passion for football. Yeah, he he really does. And he's a guy who could have 
you know, could have taken the easy way, I guess, to a lot of uh, a lot of different career opportunities, or, or you know, cashed in on relationships that his that his father has, and 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 hasn't ever done that. You know, you go back to 2011 when Arthur Smith came to Tennessee. It was it was as the the lowest level offensive assistant. I mean, he was he, he was even below a quality control coach. He he did some of the quality control stuff, but he also uh, you know also kind of ran some errands for head coach Mike Munchak and whatnot, and and worked his way up. He's a guy who has survived three was it three four different coaching changes here when when Munchak left Ken Wisenhunt kept him on when Kesin, Ken Wisenhunt was fired Mike Malarkey kept him on when Mike Malarkey was fired Mike Vrabel kept him on and uh, and all the while he has worked his way up uh, you know he is a guy who has who has clearly earned everything in his career and, and has earned this opportunity now at this point. I was going to ask you about what you just mentioned with the four coaches keeping him because you almost never see that unless it's a special teams coach. Sometimes that happens with special teams guys. Mike Westhoff survived multiple regimes here with the New York Jets. Brant Boyer's been here for different regimes. So you see that from time to time. But generally with somebody who's just a regular assistant, you don't see it very often. What is it about Arthur Smith that made him stick around and made these coaches want him to stick around? You know, it, it's interesting. The word loyal has come up that, that he's, uh, you know, he and, and clearly he's a guy who hasn't been looking to to go to other teams or do other things. And and I'll describe it this way. You know, I've, I've covered this league 20 some years now. And, and when you talk to position coaches, what I have found is there's typically two types of position coaches. There's either one who is who is so interested in in climbing the ladder and becoming a coordinator and becoming a head coach someday that that they go out of their way to to show you how smart they are and, and how much they know kind of beyond their position and and things like that and they'll even a lot of them will even you know find opportunities sort of to you know just to chat you up and and kind of build goodwill with the media so that when they they do get to that point in their career that they're a candidate there will be favorable reports out there the other is a guy who is so into whatever position he's coaching like you almost can't interview them because everything is so detailed and so position specific, you know, they're, they're just consumed with what's going on in, in their little room. And, uh, and, and it, and it's almost, it, it it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Those are, those are typically nice, interesting guys, but, but from a, an interview perspective, they're, they're tough to use. And, you know, Arthur Smith doesn't fall into either one of those categories. Arthur was always a guy, you saw this early on who, uh, he 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 was just trying to do the best job he could at the job he had and and he you know he has goals he has aspirations he wants to move up but he isn't using his particular job at the moment you know to look to what comes next he he figures if he does a good job he'll get opportunities and and for example when mike vrabel came in and uh, and decided to keep him on mike vrabel is big about professional development and goals and whatnot he talks to players about that every year and he talks to his coaches about it too and and it came up with arthur smith that arthur wanted to be an offensive coordinator someday so after after the 2018 season when uh, when matt lafleur left to become head coach at green bay um arthur smith you know it, it was known that that Arthur Smith wanted this opportunity, but the very next day, the day after Matt LaFleur got hired in green Bay, 
Arthur Smith was outside Mike Vrabel's office waiting in the hallway when Vrabel arrived that day and said, I'd like to talk to you about becoming the offensive coordinator. So he was ready when his opportunity came, but he wasn't moving towards that opportunity for the, the two and a half years before that, uh, when he was, or the three and a half years before that, when he was the tight ends coach. And, uh, and, and that's one of the things that, that makes him a little different. He is, and, and, you know, it, it's sort of been the same this year. His name has come up an awful lot since early in the season about being a head coach candidate, but he has, he has done nothing to indicate that, that he's been looking around or thinking about what jobs are going to be open. He has just tried to be the best, offensive coordinator that he can be and and figured that would be enough to get him to where we are right now with uh, as you mentioned every team that that's looking for a head coach apparently wants to talk to him as you said when he came in he had the lowest job you could have and it was on the defensive side of the ball so it's funny that now he's offensive coordinator but it sounds like even when he had these small jobs he would go to extraordinary lengths there's a former coach on the staff who I believe is now a color commentator for the Titans who said that Arthur Smith was a guy that felt that there was no job too small and no job too big in other words nothing he couldn't handle in any direction has that pretty much been his reputation since he's been with the Titans yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's he's just a guy who he's just a guy who shows up to work every single day and uh and and he's he's well like that's you know we were talking to a couple of assistant coaches earlier today and uh and and a, a common theme was he he's he's just a good guy you know he's a, he's an easy guy to like and uh you know when when he runs the offensive meetings for example it it's not it's not, hey, this is this is my room. It's it's this is it's this is our room. What ideas do you have over here? What you know, I, I want to hear from you that it, that it's uh, you know it, it it's just it's just an easy, very comfortable working atmosphere when uh, when he's the guy in command of the room, whether it's the the, the players and and the the full meetings or or the coaching staff meetings where they're game planning. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. You said that everybody knew that Arthur Smith aspired to be an offensive coordinator and that he went to Vrabel right after it was known that LaFleur was leaving to lobby for the job. And in fact, Vrabel has said that he gave Smith the job because he felt that Smith was ready. Was that a common thing that was thought in the Titans organization at the time that Smith was ready to step in for LaFleur? And if so, what had he demonstrated specifically to show that he was ready? Yeah, I, I don't know that anyone knew that, that that you would say for sure that he was ready. I, I mean, he hadn't been a quarterback's coach, you know, hadn't even been like a run game coordinator or anything like that. It was, uh, you know, it, it was it was just, you know, what we've talked about, that, that he is a guy who had who had given everything to this organization who had been loyal, who hadn't been, you know, hadn't been trying to climb over people to get anywhere, but but had worked his way up and and you know, that, that he, he was, it was, it was worthwhile giving him a shot. He was well-liked, well-respected by the players. You know, the, the tight ends had talked about him for years. I mean, this, he was assistant tight ends coach under Ken Wisenhunt. And then when Wisenhunt was fired in the middle of the 2015 season, you know, Mike Malarkey promoted him to tight ends coach and the, you know, tight ends talked immediately about, uh, you know, how prepared he was. And, and, and that's, you know, that, that was the sense, I guess it's always been, that, that Arthur would be prepared. And, you know, there, there wasn't a question of, well, would he have a, you know, would he have a playbook? The, the questions with Arthur were more, you know, how's he going to do calling a game? How is he going to do, uh, you know, in, in critical situations in games, how is he going to do, uh, you know, relating to his uh, relating to his quarterback, for example, Th- those were those were those were more the sorts of things because you know from from an ego and a personality standpoint, a lot of times you know quarterbacks can be very different than uh, than tight ends, and you know th- those were more the those were more the the questions that everybody had with with Arthur. And, and to be honest, you know he didn't get off to a a particularly good start when you think about the 2019 season, and uh, you know they they had some offensive struggles through the first six weeks. They they were shut out at Denver in week six of 2019. And that prompted the quarterback change to Ryan Tannehill. And that's, you know, that, that has sort of been the seminal moment for Arthur Smith then in terms of everybody getting to see who he is and, and what he is kind of as an offensive coordinator. And, and it, it, it comes down to the fact that he and Tannehill, for whatever reason, just sort of speak the same language and they think the same way and they really they they really they really just meshed well together much more so than uh than he did with Marcus Mariota who you know no one had problems with but it just it, it just didn't work quite as well it, it 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 just seemed very natural to to Ryan Tannehill to work with Arthur Smith when he got his chance 
Tell me more about the relationship between Smith and Tannehill because it's something that's been very, very interesting to watch. Tannehill is of particular interest to Jets fans because we watched what happened with Tannehill under Adam Gase in Miami and how he bloomed with Arthur Smith in Tennessee and how Sam Darnold struggled so much with Adam Gase here in New York. So a lot of people thinking that maybe if Arthur Smith came here and Sam Darnold was here, he could do the same thing for Darnold that he did for Tannehill. Or perhaps, of course, if the Jets move on and draft another quarterback, that Smith could turn somebody into the next Tannehill or perhaps even better. What is it about that relationship that made everything click so well? Well, a big part of it is, you know, like like a lot of offenses, there's, uh, you know, Tannehill will get to the line of scrimmage with sort of a run or a pass option built into the play call. And, uh, you know, based on what he sees with the defense, he he then he then you know makes makes the call at the line of scrimmage which way they want to go and you know Mariota for example a lot of times had that you know Hawaii hang loose attitude where you know he's he's just going to run the play that's called you know his athleticism is such that it you know it, it gets him out of a lot of situations that he's faced in his career you know Tannehill is is more the the classic NFL quarterback that way where you know, he, 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 he wants to take advantage of the, the check with me's and, and those sorts of things at the line of scrimmage. And, uh, and, and that was a situation where, you know, almost right away, you could tell, and, and in talking to both these guys that, that they saw it, you know, they saw things the same way, because I, obviously when a quarterback comes to the line of scrimmage, right. Defenses are trying to disguise things, not, you know, not everything's obvious. And, you know, some looks could, could, mean one thing you know while they look another that that sort of way but uh but but these two guys they 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 really did they they really when they when they started going through games together it's like yeah we we see the same thing and then that led to you know the 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 game planning sessions like on a friday afternoon you get to the end of the week you've gone through practices it's hey what do you like what do you not like this week let's let's scale let's pare down the the game plan a little bit and make sure we we know what we're thinking at the you know for various situations and whatnot and and those meetings apparently went much much quicker with uh, with Ryan Tannehill than they did with Marcus Mariota because Tannehill and you know Tannehill would say I like this 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 and this and and Arthur Smith would say yeah I like those exact four same things you know it, it's just uh, it, it it's just it's just one of those really happy marriages that uh, that has has worked out really, really well for both men. And I'll tell you somebody else that has certainly worked out very well for both men, and that is the emergence of King Henry. He has been <laughs> absolutely outstanding there for Tennessee. Tell me about how Arthur Smith helped unlock him. He did really well under LaFleur, too. But it seems like Arthur Smith realized that the key to this offense was to lean heavily on Henry and then to have Ryan Tannehill do a lot of that play-action boot stuff. So tell me about how Smith sort of put all these pieces together and made this offense click. Well, th- this is this is one thing that, that really defines what Arthur Smith does well. Arthur is, is really good, really honest with himself about what players do and don't do well and then figures out how to use them and you you can go down the roster all the way to a a guy like wide receiver Khalif Raymond who I think might have spent a little bit of time with the Jets at one point you know he's a he's a small fast guy he you know he's he's never going to be a guy who catches 50 passes in a season but but the Titans have used him 
in very specific ways in their offense at, at very specific times and and often to great results to to make big plays. So now you, you take that to a guy like Derrick Henry, who you say he's six foot three, 247 pounds, faster than a lot of defensive backs. You know, how can you go wrong with this guy? Well, the fact of the matter is Derrick Henry, and, and you hear this from every opposing head coach week after week at when they talk about the Titans offense is that, you know, you want to get to Derrick Henry before he gets ahead of steam. And, uh, and you know, cause it's when, when he gets up to speed, that's, that's when he's, that's when he's a lot of trouble. Well, Derrick Henry is, and that's true because Henry is not the kind of guy who just can blast it up into the line of scrimmage and pop out the other side and go. I mean, you, you've seen the big, if you see the big runs, what, what Arthur Smith has done and, and Matt LaFleur deserves some credit for this because it took about half a season or so for LaFleur to unlock it too. The, the staff figured it out and, and how to use them, but it's the, the Titans run scheme is basically designed to do two things. It's, it's that wide zone scheme that gets, that gets, Henry running sort of parallel to the line of scrimmage a little bit, but it gives him a chance to get up to full speed. And then the first guy in line to try and tackle him is designed to be either a linebacker or a defensive back. And, uh, and, and a lot of times that's a, that's a winning formula for Derrick Henry. And, and under the, uh, you know, from in 2016, 2017, and the, the first part, even a little bit of 2018, it, it was more the, the traditional, you know, you, you've got this big back, let's run them up between the tackles. It's, it's, Hey, you need to make sure if, if the, if the, Play call is designed to go to this particular hole. You need to press that hole. If you uh, if 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 it's not there, you're going to get you know just get two or three yards out of it. We'll live to fight another day. Well, when Derrick Henry tries to press the hole for whatever reason, it doesn't turn into the two, three, four yard gain that you would suspect. I mean, he was leading the league in negative runs. He it's it's a lot of one and two yard losses. So so Arthur Smith really really did a good job in terms of well, let's give him a chance to get that big body up to speed and then try to match him up against a guy who is smaller than him and, and a guy he can run over. And of course we've seen all the stiff arms, we've seen the broken tackles. And then when he is up to speed, he's fast enough to run away from a lot of defensive backs in this league. And that's, uh, you know, for the last two and a half years now, Derrick Henry's been the most productive runner in this league by far. You categorized Arthur Smith as a nice guy that everybody seems to like, and that's important, but you also have to have the respect of the players, you have to have the respect of your fellow coaches, the respect of the people above you, because one thing that Eric Mangini really failed with is that he failed with player relations and he failed with executive relations. He sometimes wasn't on the same page with ownership. It sounds like Smith doesn't fall into that category. In fact, I was reading a story earlier about how there was a player who was doing an exam with a doctor who happened to have been a friend of Smith's and the doctor brought that up this is a player who had played for the Titans and the guy started crying and saying that he had never met a coach that cared more about him or that he felt meant more to him so it sounds like he sort of threads the needle there where everybody likes and respects him both above him on the same level as him and below him in terms of the players is that accurate? Yeah, and again, this goes this goes back to the, you know, he is not using people to get 
to where he wants to go. He is, it, it's, hey, this is my job. My job is to help you be as good as you can possibly be. And, and you know, th- th- this point too of understanding what guys can and can't do, he, he's honest with the players about it. it it's, it's like, look, I'm not going to ask you to do this. I'm going to, you know, you do, you do, X well. So we're going to have you focus on X. I'm going to find opportunities for you to do X and it's going to make you look good. I'm not going to ask you to do Y because that's just going to make you look bad, put you in bad spots and whatnot. And I think, uh, I think, I think guys really do appreciate that about him. You know, he's, he's not, uh, it's funny. He's not this, he's not this huge personality who, uh, you know, like you sort of know it when he walks in a room, even if you don't see him, but, uh, but, but he's, but he is a guy who, when he walks in the room, will know kind of everybody in that room, know something personal about those guys and, and make all of them feel important. And, uh, you know, from a football perspective that, you know, that's obvious when you look at the, the number of different players who have caught passes for this team, the, you know, the, the number of different guys who have had opportunities to, to do whatever in his offense, he, he, he figures out what they can do. And, and, and I've heard that from coaches over the years too, that, you know, we're going to, we're going to give guys chances to be successful. I've, I've not seen anybody do it nearly as well as I've seen Arthur Smith do it. It sounds like family is very important to Arthur Smith too, because he takes at least 15 minutes out of his day, a couple of times a week to call his father, who, as we know, is also a very busy man as the head of FedEx. And they share stories and they talk a lot about what's going on in their lives. But also, Arthur Smith sometimes leverages his relationship with his father, but not to, as you said, advance his career, but to help him learn more. Because it sounds like he's a very voracious reader known to read the Wall Street Journal, but he also likes to learn from people in football and outside of football, I saw a story where he asked his father if he could put him in touch with General James Mattis, the former Secretary of Defense, because he thought there was something he could learn about leadership from General Mattis. Is that something that is known around the building about how he really loves to tap into everybody's brain, not just football players, not just football people, but people outside of there to try and get an outside-the-box way of thinking? Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. And that, you know, that story, it, it's funny that that Arthur was not happy that 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 story came out. You know, he, he's one of these guys. He he likes to he likes to sort of and, and this is this is where he inspires loyalty from his players, too. He he likes to sort of keep everything in house and, and he certainly doesn't like to make it about himself. And uh, and when that story came out and he was asked about it a few times, he felt like, you know, this this is this is becoming a little bit too much about me and, and not about the we, you know, as, as a lot of coaches will say. And, and it's funny, like it, it becomes a joke among uh among reporters here like if you want to know something about say wide receiver Corey Davis the dumbest thing you can do is ask Arthur Smith about Corey Davis because if you ask a very specific question about Corey Davis you're almost guaranteed to get an answer that involves AJ Brown and Adam Humphreys and every other wide receiver in the room and and all the things they're doing well and and very little if any mention about Corey Davis and what he's doing well. He he hates the idea that that anybody himself included 
would be singled out for any reason. And that, you know, that's part of, I'm sure that goes to his, his leadership training and, and things he's read and, and studied and, and all that, because uh, it, it is, uh, it, it is, it is clearly a point of emphasis with him that, that nobody is, is bigger than the, than the team. And, and he's going to do his part to make sure at all times that nobody is bigger than the team. And, and again, that, that includes he himself. David, with all of this said, it sounds like Arthur Smith is a very strong candidate for any head coaching job, but I do find it interesting that you wrote an article over at Sports Illustrated detailing where you think Arthur Smith would fit, and you thought that the Jets would be a bad fit for him. Why is that? You know, personality-wise, I, I think part of that, he's, uh, he, he's not going to be particularly engaging with the media. I mean, he's, he's willing to do it. He's happy to do it. It's not one of those where he's, you know, he's frowning or harumphing or he's giving you one word answers, but he's not, you know, he, he's not going to be entertaining. He's, he's not gonna, he's not going to say a whole lot. He, it, it, it's just, you know, so much, so much about New York is, is because there's so many options and, and, you know, it, it's about, putting yourself on the stage, so to speak, and, uh, and creating, you know, creating some headlines from time to time. And, and, and that is absolutely not what, what Arthur Smith wants to do. And, and, and again, going back to the, you know, the story about uh, his chat with the general getting out, like he, he wants, he wants information to stay in house and, and a really big aggressive media core like New York has would, uh, uh, you know that 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 would be that would be harder for him. I I think uh, I, I think you know it's certainly from a uh, you know from from an X's and O's standpoint and and from an experience standpoint and from a timing standpoint. I I think he'd be I think he'd be good pretty much anywhere. But in terms of you know how his how his personality would play with the fan base, how it you know how he would be perceived and, and portrayed by the media. I I, I don't know that uh, that the Jets are the best spot for him. So in summation, you would say that even beyond the X's and O's, you think he could be an effective leader, an effective CEO, somebody that could run an entire football team. You think he'd be a good fit as a head coach. You just don't think that that fit would be best here in New York. Exactly. And, and, and again, it, it sort of goes back to when he was, uh, when he was offensive coordinator or when he w- wanted to become the offense or when he first became the offensive coordinator, if you will, I, I, you know, I, I, there are certain questions I have about him as a head coach because I, I haven't seen him trying to become a head coach and, uh, and he, you know, he, but but he was clearly ready to be an offensive coordinator. So I, I have to assume, based on his relationship with his father, and you know that that he has a clear understanding of what it means to be the person in charge, and uh, and, and he will be ready for for that wherever he goes. I I think it's just more, uh, you know, New York is going to want more in terms of person, especially you know, following Adam Gase, who who was. Who, who's an odd personality and, and a guy who who didn't you know didn't play well in in the press conferences a lot of times and that sort of thing I, I, you know I don't know that that Arthur Smith would would captivate the fan base there the way that that maybe you know a, a New York franchise has to consider when uh, when it makes a hire like this 
David, I got to tell you, categorizing Adam Gase as a weird personality, that's definitely an accurate description <laughs> after seeing him for the last two years. David Beauclair covering the Tennessee Titans for Sports Illustrated. Thank you so much for coming on and breaking down Arthur Smith with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to get more insight, not only into Arthur Smith, but the Titans and the NFL in general, you do a lot of great work. Like I said, you have a fantastic column up right now detailing what we just talked about with Arthur Arthur Smith and the different fits as far as a head coach and why you don't think he would be right for the New York Jets. You talked about it, but you went more in depth in your article as well. For those that want to find you on social media and check out your work, how can they find you? Where can they find what you're doing? Uh, I'm at I'm on Twitter at Beauclair Sports, and uh, you know you can find my work at uh, at si.com. It's all you know the website is all Titans, but it, I, I think the URL is uh, si.com/nfl/titans. Easy enough. Make sure that you're following David on Twitter and reading his work over at Sports Illustrated. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.